Sometimes you just don't know what you had until it's gone. Welcome to the BB and C Canucks podcast. First off, my name is Dustin, the host. I have to apologize to our faithful listeners. Um, we took a week off, you know, the summer blues, and I had emails, text messages, telegrams, people upset that we didn't do a podcast last week but you know what we came back we didn't do it to hurt anyone we just needed a little break it's the summer blues and rest assured we're here and i have our co-hosts who happen to join the zoom meeting tonight we're exciting excited sorry to have you join tonight we got theodore tugboat nick birdie aloha how are, how are you joining all the way from quadra island how are you very good very good we're looking forward to another fun week, and we got Theodore Tugboat. No, I already, I already introduced. Yeah, you did it backwards. You what's the other guy again? Oh yeah, we have. Uh, what's his name? He's General Montgomery Beard now, right? Yeah, I've, promotion came I, in. I, I've gotten a promotion. <laughs> That's why we didn't have the podcast last week. We were all at the ceremony. You know, we <laughs> we threw up our graduation hats. Um, boy, you miss one week, and everything goes off the rails. I'm so rusty, and we have. Probably the most, you know, he, we actually weren't even going to do another podcast again, but then he wrote a bunch of letters. He wrote a song. But, producer Matt, how are you doing? Awesome, boys. Good to be, uh, good to be back and see you guys again. Glad to have you join us. Looking forward to all of your hockey nerdery that you're going to just feed us like baby chicks, all these like amazing hockey data nuggets. It's going to be great as we're chatting along guys uh how are you doing how's everybody good i'm doing well yesterday was a hot one here in kamloops <laughs> I spent one could say most of the day floating uh in the pool with a beverage unconscious oh no you yeah you were just floating on the pool and yeah and, and a little floaty <laughs> dead man float water wings and nick Quite relaxing you when you staying cool these days it's like 41 yesterday I spent it in an attic, pulling wires through insulation. So, pretty good, pretty good. I sweat out most of my body weight. <laughs> so he just hot. slithers down the ladder out of the attic when he's done, like a, a deflated balloon. Uh, what about you, Pinchy? You, you uh, how's Grand Prairie? You guys up to about plus ten now up there in the north, or what was it at? Uh, they're actually calling for thirty-seven this weekend. Oh, that's unnaturally hot. Everyone is so scared, and I'm like, ah, it feels like home. <laughs> That's what it's about. Well, if so, speaking of uh, turning up the heat, uh, the Montreal Canadiens have turned up the heat on the Vegas Knights, and I couldn't be happier. Oh, I'm sure everybody's on board. I mean, they're playing great, way better than they did the first, what was it, game two and three against Toronto. Everybody thought they were down and out. Yeah, just a good, solid overall game. Like they're they're just outplaying them and winning every puck battle. Um, and I, I I can't I love watching Vegas struggle and get frustrated. I don't know why it's incredibly like satisfying to me. I I only like I can't bring myself to cheer for a team that wouldn't have made the playoffs if it wasn't for COVID. Yeah, but they beat the Leafs. So what does that tell you about the Leafs? <laughs> oh, that, that's not up for debate. We're we're not debating that. Just the Habs wouldn't have made the playoffs in a regular seat in a normal season. 
All right. Well, how do you we'll cheer be... for a team that has been in existence for what four years and has known only gravy, only good things? You can't ever be happy until Vegas knows the pain and despair that's in the pits of Canucks fans and Leaf fans' hearts. <laughs> you can't. You can't. You can't ever vote for them. You can't ever be on their side. It's true. No, the, and the the fact that the fans were actually booing them. Yeah was fantastic that is good it's, it's good, good for them like give them mark, a little taste yeah mark stone smashing his stick against the boards after making a bonehead play like that's i'm like finally um but look at Montreal's. well i was just gonna say i think it's interesting because say vegas does lose this series when which very could which could possibly happen um does pete Peter DeBoer loses job. He was I, mean, he, yeah. I don't he can't get them past they can't get them over the hump. Well, right. he he couldn't do it in in San Jose either, right? Isn't that where he was before? Yeah, he was in San Jose. Now Vegas still same thing. He can't, you know, can't get them to that next level. Here's a question for you. Montreal strategy. If you look at this strategy, it's not a bad idea and I could be completely wrong with the draft rules, but you could potentially win the Stanley Cup, but they finished 18th worst in the league. So it's like win the Stanley Cup, still get a decent draft pick, right? Is that no. a thing? No, you, you would automatically no. get 30. You automatically get 31st. So yeah. as soon as you make the playoffs, that's that settles your it rolls draft. into the top 16 or whatever it is, yeah. and they take the, the worst seed. Oh, that's right. Well, that's and it wasn't and wasn't Toronto the first team out? Oh, that's right. No, no. <laughs> But they seed that no, last group based no, on how you not. finished. Mom! It's, it's not about when you go out. They seed that first group about where you finished in the regular season. So, But the Leafs don't have a first-round pick anyway because of Nick Foligno. Because he what, helped you guys so much. Did Nick Foligno much even play? Did he even play in the playoffs? You know what? He had the same number of goals as Mitch Marner. Ooh, okay. We're, we're getting very – we've already filled our quota for Leafs talk for like an entire podcast season. So we'll talk about the Leafs maybe in September or October. Um, but yeah, exciting. Um, Islanders just uh, uh, won game six, is it? Was it game six in uh, overtime, like minutes mm-hmm. ago? And, um, you know, I think yeah. that's good because they got absolutely spanked the other yeah. night. What a, what a like, crazy um, fickle mistress the playoffs can be. So everyone wants Montreal uh, Islanders. We can all agree. Like that would be an absolute... Um, must watch final every week. That's a get together because and it's watch well, it's, those games type. Series. It's two teams that actually deserve to be there. There, you've got a young team who's on a roll, and yeah. then you have an Islanders team that has been built properly, coached properly, mm-hmm. and managed properly. And they're not cheating. They're not cheating by circumventing the cap by twenty million. Okay, so we all realize Nick Nick is waiting in the wings here. He's wait like he was I could I knew he was doing research all day. He was watching the press conference. Uh, the Sedins. It, it was in an attic crawling through the insulation. <laughs> yeah, he had the podcast, he had the Apple uh, little pod thing. Trying not to drop him into the snowy insulation in the attic. <laughs> what what happened today with the, the Sedine twins? They have joined the Canucks management. 
uh, group yeah. in some position. What are they? I don't even remember. Special, special advisors to the GM. Yes. So, so my it, question, yeah. sorry, my question yeah. to that is, does that automatically make them or do they automatically have to dye their hair black? Ooh. Only for the draft. Only for the draft. And the, <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the goatees, though, have to be done as well. They can't keep the red goatees. No, you got to shave it. Um, intimidate them with that that almost remember the blue black hair dye you could get it's almost like a blue black that jimbo uses um, yeah it's like it's like that uh what do they call the fanta black or hint sub the black that's so black that it like it doesn't reflect any light <laughs> just like he's walking around with a shadow on his head so but, if, uh, uh, i think today is... could go down as like, like one of those like it's kind of un unheralded i mean it's a big deal but it could go down in the annals of canucks uh canuckery as a pretty big day when the they just the the Sedines just have that feel about them that they they will take their time it could be five years from now mm -hmm. when they move up to another position but it could be a big deal having them brought into the front office this could be a, a watershed moment in in wow. canuck history I, this totally is, I mean, it's one of those things that it's so unheralded, you don't really think about it, but it could be five years from now, we're look, looking back and thinking, boy, that was a big deal when those guys came in, because they changed everything about it changed everything, like it took them a few years, they went up the ladder, they, they learned the ins and outs of yeah. how to run a team. And now look at what's happened. I they think Ryan monster yeah. of a GM. I think Ryan Johnson is going to be more than I think some of us may think it or realize. Um, the guy from all accounts is, is doing stuff on a level that will be in conjunction with what the Sedins do. And don't be surprised. I think if Ryan Johnson does have a part to play uh, with the big club at some point, um, yeah, I, I, think I have right. a, I have a question as a not Canucks fan. You can put it in the chat producer, Matt. Is that a thing? I don't feel like typing. <laughs> <laughs> You lately we're not teasing you enough. Okay, go ahead. He's been so, emboldened. Yeah, he's like, I don't know, I've got my own segment. He's speaking, I'm he's been looking at me that. in the eyes over and over again, <laughs> making uh, eye contact. No constantly. eye contact. We told you this. Okay, go ahead um, with your question. We'll allow it. So, as not a Canucks fan, I look at this. I, I look at this <laughs> signing, and and my question is, what about them? has you guys excited because we all know they were amazing players no one's no one's to be but what have they done to make you think all right they can lead us to the promised land in the front office slow uh it's what i was getting at with what i was trying to say earlier is that it's this it's kind of unheralded like it's they had a press conference but it's not like they're coming in to do anything other than just learn the ropes yeah this is a this is a slow walking thing um they who's their who's their teacher it's it's going to be jet black jim benning Dr. um benning. but they're it's but I, their personality no, I, it's the type of people that they are that makes you think they're not going to do anything in half measures that's they're right. not going to cut corners in anything that yep. they do they are absolutely fantastic communicators and what does the team have a problem with communicating they're not they're satisfied not. with medi mediocrity in themselves. They have high expectations of themselves, right? Yeah. So this will be a slow process, but if they do, because there's a lot more than just being at Jim Benning's elbow as he's signing <laughs> free agents on 
uh, July 1st or whatever day we have free agency. It's not, it's not that so much. It's just actually learning the ins and outs of an organization. Which yeah. If uh, it's not like they're going to be disciples of Jim Benning, it's learning how an organization <laughs> runs. I and, hope not. And I, and I, I just think that they are, they're, if anybody can do the weird two-headed GM, it would be them. Um, I don't know. Maybe they don't yeah. even want to be GMs. Maybe they want to do something with uh, player development. Anything. I think they're going to be good at it, though. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna learn. They're they won't stop rush. until they become good. That's what I think too. What do you think, Brando? Yeah, no, I think they've got a way. Of, they've always had that way about them, where they're smart hockey players. They read the game well. They know what it takes to. I don't know, take it to the next level, but management's a whole nother game. It doesn't work out for every player. And I think they're smart enough to realize that, okay, watching the front office, being that advisor, taking a step back and just seeing what it's like. Yeah. They may not even really have a big play this year at all. They may be just taking a back seat and watching. I wouldn't expect to hear much of them doing any like other than just oh but I would I don't think they're gonna be in any way for a year or so you won't see much of them doing anything. I fully expect them to have a voice. That's I think that would be good for them to have some input. Yeah, but I'm sure that's that's, I mean publicly that's the plan that they want. We had a team that was in the pit of despair for the whole year. (laughs) They gotta try and figure something out to get to get fans back in the building, to get people interested in the game again, not just the game, but the Canucks, right? Do you see this as like, um, you know, like if Jim Benning is the emperor from Star Wars and is there the Sedine twins, like, you know, like the uh, hypothetical. Yeah. There's like the, there are a couple of the Imperial officers at the death star and they're kind of just like, Oh, sir, we'll, we'll do whatever you say, sir. But they always have to be in tandem. And then like, I, I think they'll actually stand up to Jim. Oh, I, I hope so. I 100% think that they, if he, if they don't agree with the move that he's about to make, yeah. I think they'll say, I don't think that's a great uh, idea. Yeah. Whether Wait he listens sec, to them or not. Yeah. Because they're down, the story. they're down the, they're down the pecking order. They're below Weisbrow and they're below uh, assistant GM. They're, they're, just, they're right now. That's just learning time. They're going to be a part of the organization, but I wouldn't expect them to be figureheads, but they're going to be learning. They're humble. They're just, they're not the type of guys to push their way or cut corners. It's really what I, that's what I think makes them likely to be good at the job is they're not going to cut corners and try to move to the top too early. Do you, do you guys think Benning might just be a really expensive fall guy right now? They're well, going to let him, let him finish out his contract you know what? You're really not going to have much control. Let's let look, these well, other look people at the timing. do things. Look, look at the timing. This is what I thought about this morning because it was all over sports media, as you would imagine. Today was the day. This was what I thought might be the actual thing. Jim Benning must know. Like he's not Lou Lamorello. He's not going to be doing it till he's 78 years old. Like he must recognize that there is some sort of you know sunset beginning to fall here on what he's doing, and. If he could do, what has he got, another year or two on his, uh, I think two or three, maybe two. two, yeah. Is that almost maybe not almost the perfect time frame to be like, hmm, especially if the Sedins excel and find this as something that they have a knack for. He knows, he probably doesn't have, he knows these guys are probably his protégés. He doesn't get, he doesn't have unlimited time 
right? Like he's not going to be like, what was it? Milbury on, in the Island. It had like 20 years or whatever stupid it was like that. That doesn't happen. Right. So he, every, every GM has a shelf life. And I think he's setting up his protégés. And so that maybe you could step back and be like, yeah, I'm stepping back, but look what I've put in place. I've put the, I've trained these guys. I've taught them what I know, let them do their thing. But how often does that really work though? What was the guy that trained Iserman? Was it Ken Holland? Ken Holland. But look at what it took for Iserman to actually get to the next level. It wasn't working for the team that he played for his whole career. It was going to another organization. Yeah. And being able to make it his own. You know, yeah. are the are the cannot are the Sedines able to okay, say GM and assistant GM, are they able to actually build that team with the reputation they have already in Vancouver or do they actually, okay, learn the business and then go to a different team? I don't think they ever will. I don't think the, the city ends will. I think, think they'll leave part the of it. Part of it with uh, the Ken Holland and Steve Eiserman is Holland was like a hall of fame GM and it just finished crafting the, he wasn't going anywhere until he was ready to go. So, but so is Jim Benning hall of fame GM. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So there might be a <laughs> difference <not> there. <laughs> but uh, I don't even know if they're like, going to be GM, I would see them moving. I don't I don't know what like, because it does. It's, it's so hard to say until they actually start doing their job. That's why I think mm-hmm. the way they're doing it is right. Because I mean, even they said it in their press conference, they're just they're rookies. They don't, they don't yeah. know what they're doing They're Maybe they're not They're They're no good for management. They're just, they're going to be all about booking flights or something they're going to be <laughs> travel agents tra- travel agents they're just really good at getting like good hotel rates yeah expedia is expedia still a thing um it's gotta be okay well i think like you said it's it's great to see i think there's it's nothing but a positive but you're right I there's so many unknowns we could speculate till the cows come home but you know it, it really is just let's see what happens maybe there'll be Maybe they'll have some input on a on a fifth round pick or something. Because in the in the in part of their memo, they said is that they're going to be involved right off the get go. We're going to be getting their opinions and perspective on free agency, amateur scouting, um, draft. So that's something, right? And and maybe they're sitting on the draft floor and they're going to be sitting in meetings every day. I'm guessing, and like like you said, like sponges, and they're going to have opinions. And I think their opinions would be worth listening to. And Maybe we're going to see some flavor in the guys that start showing up. Like every pick is from Sweden or something like that going forward. So here we are. Um, anything else on the Sedinary going on or we just got to wait and see? I think it's all a wait and see on that. Who knows yeah. what, what they're going to do really. But I think it's good. Like you said, it's a positive. I can't get but much not worse. So positive to change everything. It's like it's it's sort of a lateral move almost. It's not like a this yeah. is a game changer. What do you guys so, think of? Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. No, no. I was just thinking like, uh, I, I can't help, but part of me is cheering for Montreal just for the Burroughs effect too. I see that guy behind yeah. the bench and I'm like, whoa, Burroughs. So it's like, I do, what could happen? Like, well, that team, you know, it reminds me so much of the Canucks last year because we had an influ- influx of young talent that was playing hard, good yeah. with that backbone to Foley. Oh, you don't know. say it. <laughs> don't say it. Is I want to see him win. 
I do. I want to see him win just for the fact I that like the guy. I, I didn't he know is a fantastic him, yeah. hockey player. Yeah. And it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about it to change what happened. He's what just got to go out and win. What about Cole Caulfield? Let's have that discussion. So can I have a, a say on that? How dare you? Oh, can I interrupt you first? Because I think this is going to be a really good discussion, but I think we should talk about uh, something even more important. Whiskey's too rough. Champagne costs too much. Vodka puts my mouth in gear. All this little refrain should help me explain. As a matter of fact, I love beer. Yes, he likes Welcome to our favorite segment. Um, what are, what are our listeners sipping on tonight at or this morning, uh, Thursday at nine a.m. Uh, as they're working? No, <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick, what are you having a sip of tonight? I have got the Backcountry Brewing Widowmaker IPA. Ooh, very good. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I've had that one. That's a good one. It's very good. Widowmaker, don't you name your? Isn't your hockey stick named uh, Widowmaker there, Brandon? <laughs> yeah, it's a Willie Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> the guy had the guy the guy had a plan the long stick yeah it's a good poke checker he's a poke he could poke check like a crazy person what about you uh brandon you having a zinfandel tonight or what are you no i'm i'm <laughs> uh indulging in a lager the bowen island west coast lager tonight oh bowen island see as soon as you start referencing the island nick a, tear, a single tear drops down nick's cheek and it's Bowen Island. Island. That's like, oh, look at us, fancy, fancy islanders. It's not. The hey, same. hey, hey! They're fine. You leave they're them. They're fancy. They're so close alone. to Vancouver. You, oh no, that's fancy islanders. Wow. You want to move farther to the outer islands? Some of our listeners might be from there. Come on. From where? I like. I like the Bowen Island. Bowen Island. Probably because they got place. great internet. Wouldn't have it on the outer islands. Any of the real islands don't have any internet. <laughs> they podcast over AM radio. Two tin cans, two soup cans, and a string. <laughs> yeah. What about you up there in in the deep north? I I, I actually missed a hilarious joke listening. Uh, you know, some of the feedback from the other episode when we got a sponsor from uh, one of our faithful listeners, Jeremy. Um, he said, you know, we got to have the sponsored beer. Matt didn't get to have any, and I said, you live up in none of it, so you don't get to have any of it. And I'm like. Why didn't I say you live up in none of it and you don't get to have none of it? That would have been the greatest thing, but I missed it. But we'll but you, now that you've done you it don't, over again, you've made it funnier. That's you, right. and you, you talking don't about that the joke and explaining yeah. the joke always makes it hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and especially when you're the only one laughing. <laughs> okay, what we got? <laughs> Matt, what are you having? Well, have you guys ever heard of Fairview, Alberta? No, uh, it's about an hour north. It's about an hour north of Grand Prairie, and it's, they have this fantastic little brewery and um, restaurant. Fairview. Fairview, next to Good Luck, Alberta. God. Uh, it's called the um, Highland Beer House. So from Highland, I'm drinking a waterhole wheat, which is delicious. They got a cool little logo on all their. That's cans. a nice tart. Oh, no, wait. Hey, that's the uh, area code. And yes. Show? Is that yep. the pinch and tartan? Is that the is that your tartan? It's uh, it's delicious. Uh, the food was fantastic. I don't I think a, he knows what a tartan is. No. Not a clue. 
<laughs> well, he his days of being a producer are done. What did so, you have for eating up there in this uh, fine view lodge? <laughs> uh, fine gander? Up, up, above average view, above, above average looks. Um, I had a pulled pork poutine. Oh. And it was uh, next level good with some like garlic sauce on top oh garlic mayonnaise see whenever i go out and have something now i've heard horror stories of the pulled pork on some sort of thing and with food poisoning and things like that like like i you just try to avoid the pulled pork i i got pulled pork food poisoning at a mariners game (laughs) yeah i think that's the story that made me like not ever want to eat that seems like a dangerous place what is it not safe anymore what is it whatever this that's (laughs) that's not where i would go for my fresh pulled pork it was pulled pork nachos and it was delicious not so good the next 12 hours though those wow. garlic fries they do there though that's something else yeah you never know uh, i i do have a quick that. question um dustin what are you drinking oh it's uh nice but also funny uh, that you should ask um i went down the road of a, a good old faithful that i've actually i don't think i've ever used on the this segment but boy it's always been a a, a staple um whistler brewing uh, but uh, just some of the other ones like this is probably my favorite one um bear paw honey lager i'm sure some of our listeners have tried that one it's always a super easy drinker and uh we've got the trail forks hazy trail pale ale um whistler brewing going down to your place of purchase listeners this weekend we got a very hot weekend across the nation of western canada go pick yourself up some whistler brewing and enjoy it <laughs> what's so funny over there i don't know you're just hawking that beer awfully hard are you on some sort of a sponsorship that you don't know we've done this long enough what's to know it? we don't have a sponsor just love that whistler brewing company <laughs> um you know who we did get sponsored by legit sponsored by uh and in this segment is also brought to uh, you by tongdak korean fried chicken and camel oh, i wish we could get them to sponsor oh. us we are not at that level yet to get that place wow. is the best. They don't even know what hockey is in that restaurant, but no. I, he's a nice fella. And uh, if anyone is in the Kamloops area, Tongdak Korean Fried Chicken there uh, on Victoria Street, look them up. My goodness, Nick, you showed me these guys. If you like food, period. Any food. Even Any if you're food. a vegan, vegetarian, it doesn't matter. This is going to ruin <laughs> that for you. I can tell you right now. <laughs> You you will never eat a vegetable again. Yeah. Um, they have fries. Do you like tongue? Do you have a tongue? You will like Korean this the tang duck. So, anyways, they sponsored us by clogging my arteries for a couple times yeah. last week. Um, moving forward, um, Cole Caulfield. Goal Caulfield, as some may say, all he does is score. All the guy does is score. What do you think? Well, he's, he's not going to win a Selkie trophy. I can tell you that much. Well, oh, so, oh, that's a, that's a good question. Like so <laughs> does that mean that you're going to have 12? Who won the Selkie? Is it Barkov? How is that a bad lineup? 12 I mean, Barkovs? That would be pretty good. Come Barkov's on. Barkov's pretty good. But, Please. I mean, of the two players, because I think that uh, our – our discussion is eventually going to be sliding towards Pod Colson and Coalfield comparisons, right? 100%. Which one's more likely to win the Selkie trophy? Well, one's more likely to win the Rocket Richard and one's more likely to win 
you know, the Selkies. And in past discussions, you've been very adamant that you would prefer to have the Selkie Trophy winner. I, I would, and this is why. If you look at plays where Caulfield scores, you need someone to do the work to get the puck back to get it to him in a position to score. And yet, Pod Colson has the ability to do both. He has the ability to go down, win 10 puck battles in one shift, but also rifle it top corner. And that's why I think the, the debate is, oh, man, the Canucks sure missed on Caulfield. And I was of that um, uh, field at the draft. I thought, you know what? I was going in and we got 10th. We were sitting at, was it 10? I had no clue that we were going to get Pod Colson because he was rated top three most of the year. Caulfield, Caulfield, Caulfield. Pod Colson was there. I'm like, well, that's a pretty safe bet. The guy was rated high, but boy, two more picks. Like I would have been more happy, I think, with Caulfield. But the argument is, who's the better player? We don't know yet, do we? No, and that's that's something that's that can get a little frustrating as as you look on social media and Twitter, mm-hmm. and people have this discussion saying that the Canucks missed out on Caulfield and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? We haven't even seen you don't know Paul yet. Colson play yet. You have we. We have no idea what this guy is capable mm-hmm. capable of in the NHL. And until that happens, that comparison cannot happen. You're right. And I want to see him. It, I would like to see him on a line with, uh, I know some guys, this has been a big discussion point. Uh, Miller playing center on a third line to spread out the talent. Imagine a line of Pod Colson, Miller, and Mott. And Maude isn't very sexy player or anything, but look at what that line would do. To, to, to would you like to play against that line? Well, look at look at Tampa. They have three and a half legit lines. Yeah, yeah. It's what it takes to win, and unless you can shuffle some players around and mm-hmm. put them in a position where they're maybe not, maybe not the most comfortable, but they've got to grow. They got to learn in that position you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And you know, when we look at next year, we've already talked about the, the cap concerns and stuff like that, but pod Colson is like found money. Cause you're inserting him into easily your top nine, but then if you plays, yeah, if he can, I think he will. We're counting a lot on that, but I agree. Yeah, <laughs> we are. Uh, the, the KHL is way above the AHL, right? I think we could agree on that as far as talent level and compete. So I don't think anyone's expecting uh, Pod Colson to play even a game in Abbotsford or Fraser Valley, as some have argued. Um, but when we look at what could happen with the top six, someone made a great argument. I think it was even a, like a, a, a call into one of talk radio it was like, if you add a top six, a legitimate, maybe really good winger and that could play in the top six. Now it actually automatically helps your bottom six because you slot a guy in, someone has to go down. Right. So that helps. Right. I think that matters. And I think I think that that will make a difference going forward and what we add, because you still have to be able to uh, find a way to insert talent while at the same time trying to live in a situation where you're going to be bargain bin shoppers. And that's not easy to do because you're going to be trying to pull guys at like a mill or this or that or whatever and uh and then you got to find a way to fit them in so you know it's uh it's one of those things boy producer matt is doing nothing but trying to just derail me right now while i'm trying to talk um 
anyways, why don't we, I'm just going to pass the buck off here and I'm going to do this because I just want to be kind of naughty. Um, I'm going to go on to, I'm going to throw things out of order and our listeners who were starved last week and we do apologize, but we, we do have lives to live and the price is right. We're going to get you guys back on, on board here with everyone's favorite segment. All right, we're gonna get the brain busters, beards, brain busters going. Woohoo! I got an easy one for us this week because hands up, hands up, everybody. Like you just don't care. No, I got Why an easy do you have one. a car key, Nick. Me? Yeah, uh, I have to be able to make a quick escape after <laughs> I broke a... <laughs> you guys on the brain. Buster. Yeah, Nick's knowledge is beyond. Okay, here we go, boys. <laughs> Skip the ditches call just came in. I have to go deliver <laughs> some Tondok chicken. Tondok. Okay, now I just lost my. Oh, here we here. go. Talk about easy. It's like, okay. Easy for go. you guys. Here we go. Oh Brain goodness. busters. Get your pens ready, listeners. Okay. Richard Broder, the king. Was what asked, position what, did he play? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Justin might not get that one. No, um, was asked to go to the All-Star game, was not able to. Who filled in for the King? Did he play for the Canucks? Absolutely. What year? I know. He got invited one oh, time. I got to guess. John Garrett. John Garrett, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take Good that, Nick. I told you it was easy. It was your delay tactic. Didn't get you. Didn't no. serve you well this time there, pal. Trying to sidestep. Well, I got to skip the dishes anyway. <laughs> He's like, I'll be back in 20 minutes or it's free. Fun. I, I got a fun fact about John Garrett. He likes ketchup. He is the only Canucks goaltender to have a winning record in the playoffs. Wow. I'm not sure. Corey Schneider true, but I'm not going to fact check it, so I'll agree. Yeah. His his record is 1 and 0 in the playoffs. There you go. And that's that's what gets you into uh becoming an analyst is that that winning record. That's what gets um, you in the Canucks record books. <laughs> is there that's no what, one else that's more That's of a what get that's what God gets God. you into the uh Beard's brain buster. That that's why we haven't talked about Dan Cluche much. Boy, yeah. Yeah, not the greatest, not not the, not the brightest uh, crayon in the crayon box. Well, I mean, I think he's a smart enough guy. I, <laughs> what, I think how do you, might, why are we judging he, his intellect? Yeah, it's more like he's not the best goaltending crayon in the crayon box. When like the kid pushing real hard on the crayon and putting the pressure on it, he kind of crumbled. Uh, it, so where were you? And some of our listeners may not remember this, or whatever, but. Where were you when Nicholas Lindstrom shot the puck from center? Where were you? Do you remember? You were obviously oh, watching back. That was before PVRs, so you're watching it. Live. On a couch. I still, I still remember. I was living in Kelowna at the time, and there was three other guys. We were sitting there watching, and we thought Canucks were up. This yep. is it. Awesome. We we've yep. got Detroit, and then that goal, and literally. All of us, we all looked at each other and we're like, we're done. 
there yeah. this is that was it we were what, done what about you nick i believe i was sitting on a couch in on hilty street in campbell river and um yeah i don't know i don't remember <laughs> this isn't great that's no, what i thought this is no. not great I happened to be at one of my cousin's weddings who was, well, quite a bit old. I was like pretty, I was like a little kid pretty much, but I, I remember being very into the Canucks and uh, we were in, we were in Surrey and uh, that game, it was weird. You could actually hear the actual, you know, the whole thing uh, when the Canucks would score a goal or something, you could almost feel the ground shake around you being on the coast and i'm sure it was just not, it was just the house we were in that was shaking just the earthquakes that happen all the time there. <laughs> it was it was it was uh infectious it was crazy and like i'm sorry i totally i played this but that's basically what i heard when happening? what is that that's the scratch that's the record scratch sound you know like uh you know when and they, what is the point of the record yeah but why are you doing it why are you doing that well think about it Everything is going so well. That's why I'm asking. Well, so hold on a minute. That, when when everything's going so well, and you're like, we got these guys, and that's when the record scratch happens because it's like you take you just it was completely unexpected. They were kind of riding high because they won both games in Detroit, right? And they came back to Vancouver, and they thought, well, we got home ice advantage. We are already taking these guys to task, and then that shot went in, and I, you do kind of I I heard the record scratch. And then everything fell apart. You lose the next four games straight. How you can't tell me that stuff like that doesn't psychologically destroy a team. It did. They lost four games after that. It wasn't even close. So like, it's it's crazy he was never, how vulnerable he was. And, never the same after that either. No, he wasn't. And it's nuts how that can happen. And and you can't tell me it's that. It's the yeah. You know you know what actually it's funny because I call it the Tommy Sallow effect. Mm. Remember Belarus? Didn't he get scored in the head or something? No, he went. I don't know how it went in. The puck, they Belarus yeah, flipped it from center ice. From, it was yeah. a high shot, and it went off his head in the net or something into the net. And Sweden lost, and yeah. it was just was he was never the career. same. He played yeah. for Edmonton at that time, You're right? You're and right. he was never the same after that. Yeah. Does anyone remember Tommy Soderstrom? He had that weird, like, orbital mask, that huge cage that was, like... A goalie! Like, stuck out, yeah. Most goalies do wear a cage, Dustin. Well, he for the Islanders? His was was weird. Like, it was the cage, but it was, like, a globe, basically, that, like, curved (laughs) way out in front of his helmet, everything. Tell me, Soderstrom. I think he got hit with a puck really hard, and it dented it one time, too. It was Mm. like he had a... It was like a knuckle puck from from the... Yeah, the Mighty Ducks. Okay, so... Um uh, yes, very fun. A lot of lot of good recollecting going Man, on there. Why did we just go into the West Coast Express Canucks? I cry? did I, I don't know, I blacked out a little bit. And we are, you know, the Canucks haven't played for like a month and speaking, a half. Speaking speaking of West Coast Express, Brennan Morrison has got a fabulous fly fishing. Oh, it's so show. good. I've been watching that for a couple of years now. It is so fly good. Fishing. You've seen the one yeah. where Willie Mitchell and Brendan Morrison are in kayaks and they're fishing for halibut in the rough seas. No, it's in the what? first season. Go oh. and find it. It's oh, it's so good. It's they, just cool. uh, I just watched an episode the other day where he was fly fishing up actually here near Kamloops between near Merritt. And they didn't even call. 
I know. Where where well, can he's you afraid find to it? get out fished. That's it's on why. YouTube, uh, and it's also on like Czech or something like that. It's a uh, real West Coast fishing. I yeah. think it's called. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's so good. Great, it, great it, show. Um, the first season, yeah. the episode where they're, I think they're Haida Gwaii or somewhere around there, and he's fishing with Willie Mitchell. There's like a, it's a three parter. In the last part, they go out in these kayaks into like ridiculously rough seas, just jigging for halibut. Oh, it's it's hilarious. It's kind of scary because they could die at any moment in these like <laughs> kayaks because they hook into like a hundred pound halibut that they haul up. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. cool. I'm actually going to check that out because I, I was a huge fan of, of that. And then um, I think as I age, the concept of catching halibut and the types of creatures they are, um, it's just crazy. Aren't they like one-sided? Like both eyes are on one side of their head and they like... Yeah, it's very strange because their gills are on like bi-sided like a regular fish, but their yeah. eyes have migrated to the top, whatever side is laying flat. That's crazy. I play hockey in our in our rec hockey where a couple players that have both eyes on one side of their head. So they never see you no matter how open you are. Um, and some of them live in Kamloops um, and in Westside for that matter. Um, <laughs> so, so we go um, just because I want to keep these, the fun discussions going. We should keep chugging along. Um, and I want to talk a little bit about the draft, but we do have what's next segment. What's that? What's next? What, we have this one there, Nicolaus. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody instead of a bum. All right. You guys have been doing pretty well lately at guessing, and I've been making it relatively easy. I thought I was going to run out, but you keep finding little gems. This is guy is a newly budded prospect uh, coming into his own for Dustin's developers. Drafted in the 2019 uh, draft, 2019, fifth round, 133rd overall. Um, he is a center. So he's a fifth rounder, but he's out of Saskatchewan. So he's uh, got a special place in my heart. Um, he played 28 games for the Utica last year, which means, and he will be playing in, he's, he is going to be in Abbotsford next year and there's a big discussion who's even is going to play in Abbotsford because like people have jettisoned and this guy is going to have I think a very prominent you're going to hear his name who do you think he is I thought you said we were going to hear his name well I thought you would guess him I'd, I'd rather I'd rather just hear his name all right here we go Carson Focht easy there big fella yeah what's uh hey this is where's the, where's producer map with the bleeper button don't, don't you need to a, edit this later uh, you. that's how it's that, uh, listen to this show i think uh carson fox not come on that's what his name is is f-o-c-h-t and he is out of saskatchewan he played uh actually in the dub for the tri-city americans um best season and and calgary hitman he did that's correct and uh Played some of his best hockey in Cowtown, uh, but then actually transitioned to Utica and uh, had a pretty decent um, first pro season. Uh, as for a fifth round pick, he actually put up uh, numbers that you wouldn't expect a guy from the fifth round to maybe do in, in you know, limited minutes, tough stuff like that. Like most of those first year pros, guys of that ilk, they're not getting power play time. Um, did pretty good. You're going to hear him next year. This is another guy that, you roll the dice, you give him some big minutes in Abbotsford, maybe let him develop on the farm, grow into something special, and you Overcook might have an him a little bit, eh? As they say. 
yeah, I'll let it water him a little bit. Like, yeah. So there he is, six foot one. Um, you never know. He doesn't shoot the right way, though. He shoots left. And we all know that the best hockey players shoot right. So they don't, the best hockey players always shoot left. No, I, I disagree. Um, the best hockey player? No, Wayne Gretzky would yeah, argue that, with you. That was an anomaly. <laughs> uh, most of the best hockey players shoot right, and that's what that's about actually, Mario Lemieux. What it's hand? actually scientifically proven that no, the he best hockey right. players shoot right. <laughs> we'll put that out to our, our listeners. Brandon, what's our email? bbncpod at gmail.com. And we do have our Twitter Twitter handle. Tweet away there, Matt. bbncpod. So we do apologize. You know, it's hard. There's a lot of podcast content out there and we want to keep it going weekly, but we'll do our best throughout the summer. If you see it posted there Wednesday do, night, Thursday morning, keep it going. Do we want to get to our tweet? We, we got a tweet question. Well, we got tweet, letters. Tweet? Don't we have letters? We, we could go right to that. Uh, we do have quite, well, we missed a week, but we definitely had some letters come in and some, some Twitters. Is that what that's? Some tweets? You've got mail. What did we get there, Matt, from the old Twitter handle? This well, week? we we had a guy who had an issue. Um, oh boy! And he was he was really hoping you guys could give uh, him a tissue. Yeah, oh boy. yeah, that guy. Phoenixes. I think he's sad that you guys never invite him on anymore. So he had to tweet us while he was busy with something. Got an else. issue? Here's a tissue. Aw. Uh, so he he tweeted in. I threw out a last minute as we were starting up. Any questions out there? And he sent us this one. Coke or Pepsi? I feel like we've done this before. Why? High fructose corn syrup is something that none of us should be drinking. Yeah, Matt, you I should, should drink none of it. I choose none Coke. Um, um, usually with a little bit of Alberta premium. Pablo Escobar is probably pretty happy with that answer. <laughs> it depends. What... El Chapo. What are you having it with? Drug tunnels. Drinking it straight, or are you having it with a a... Alberta Premium? Oh yeah, that's that's. No, Alberta Premium is a pretty darn good whiskey. Yeah, we're pretty darn good. It is. It is. It is. But for the price as well, though, if it was more expensive, it would still be good. It's an excellent whiskey. It also uh, is what they put in most of the sanitization stations that you've been using in the, over Did the last you see, couple months. This is getting a far afield from what we should be talking about. But <laughs> that was an Alberta premium whiskey that won whiskey of the year this year. I this heard year? that. Yeah. Um, Which one? Unexpected. Uh, some sort of special one. It was a special <laughs> run that they did, but it won whiskey of the year with the, whatever that guy that does the whiskey of the year that, changes whiskey trends he lives in his his, his grandma's basement and he like just, just rates whiskey and tweets it does up. not drive a car um because he had his license taken away okay so you said coke i'm coke what about you nick if you had to sit down i, I already let... i already said what i forget pep what did you say I said dog, I aquatic. Corn syrup. Yeah, <laughs> dog aquatic <laughs> no sugar bad but yeah. sugar is bad is what i've Bubbly. been programmed in told to say doesn't really matter does it nick or, or sorry brandon does it matter to you i don't know i know i don't like coke or pepsi so yeah if i'm gonna sit and have like i'll have a ryan ginger if, yeah, if i'm exactly. gonna have oh, something that'll hit the spot always but um yeah no i'm i'm neither but dr okay. pepper uh so is anyone so basically if i use i'm pretty much having it with a rum like a dark rum i do like the odd rum and i'm sure our listeners out there 
uh, enjoy a good rum at from time to time. But cracking. Does it really matter? I don't really think so because you're gonna put some lime in there. Where I draw the line is the cherry with the cherry cokes and the vanilla cokes and all that stuff that's out there. It just doesn't. It doesn't need to happen. It's just not. It's not good. It doesn't add to the flavor. If you're gonna drink a rum or a whiskey, just drink that. Like I, I'm, I like how we took Levi's wholesome question and turned it into all about alcohol. Yeah, it's all just mix. <laughs> what are we gonna mix this with? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares about the pop? All right. Thanks, Levi, for tweeting us. Um, we do have a, an anonymous writer in her who's becoming a bit of a regular contributor, and we love it. Uh, he says, hey, guys, being an Oilers fan, the scope of the logo on the jersey has changed quite significantly over the years with some different shades of blue and orange, even getting crazy with some copper. Man, you got to believe that the Edmonton Oilers fans have nothing to get excited about when they get excited about like their logo. A little bit of copper on their jersey, and it's yeah. like <laughs> you're an oil the, country man. Putting copper on their jersey is like winning the draft lottery. Did you, did you know it that like clean, clean oil? Times. Before, <laughs> clean oil is kind of like copperish. We're in oil country. Vancouver, though, has quite a wide array of designs for their team to select from. If you could choose one low jersey slash logo from the past that the Canucks would have to stick with, what would it be? Skate. I think jo- Johnny Canuck is pretty sweet, but the old spaghetti plate kind of has a vintage coolness to it. Yeah. P.S. Postscript, sorry. I'm curious how you think you know who I am. He is an anonymous writer in her. Thank you, anonymous writer in her, who's a, a sad Oilers fan. Ma- uh, Brando, what were you saying? All day, every day, spaghetti plate. Spaghetti plate? Yeah, the skate. that, And you know what? The Canucks have worn the black a few times now. Sure. I want to see the white. But they've they've lost every time they wear a third jersey. And that goes back to when we were teenagers. They always that's, lost when they wore a third jersey. That's, I just, that's, uh, that's just because they lose favorite. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Law of averages. Uh, what do you think, Nick? What, if you had to pick one, if you got a chance to redesign the jersey for the upcoming season, this is your new home and away. What is it? Uh, I like the colors that they use now. I like the original colors. Like I do just like the original jersey with its yeah, yeah. dead simple C ice arena mm-hmm. hockey stick. Like I just it's it's so minimalist and pathetically yep. simple that I like it. It was um, chill. And the fact that they went away from it so early kind of irritates me. Yeah. And that a bunch of other teams have used variations of their colors a little bit. It, everything about it I think they never should have changed, which then means I don't think the spaghetti plate black jersey should ever have happened the orange Whoa, i think we should i think we should be arguing over copper changes to our jersey rather than <laughs> talking about such massive changes so the third jersey not the sunburst whatever retro jersey oh, i hate that we, i hated that too but the 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 one we use is the third jersey even in the bubble the, it's kind of like blue one. with big green thick green stripes well, it's very yeah. minimalistic the one Actually, looks like a, it looks like that's a my favorite jersey. one right now the practice really? jersey. What what about the fade? Yeah, it is totally. Honda, I love it. I might actually get one for the next season, which um we might even gradient one here again. Matt, what did, what did you guys think of the fade? The sprite like gradient sunburst. one. Sunburst. No, no, the no, original no. sunburst or the salmon colored one or the new one with the sprite colors. <laughs> no, not that one, but like yeah, where it was red and dark blue. Yeah. Oh no, that was terrible. That, that, that was, was pretty revolutionary at the time. 
at the time. It's also nobody's tried it since because it was so bad. Well, the, same blazers, with the, flying the Blazers v was did. Pretty, the Flying V was revolutionary as well, and nobody <laughs> tried that either. So I did yeah, not like thanks. the new Sprite jersey at all when they no. they <laughs> showed it. But then seeing it in action on the ice kind of changed my opinion. I thought it looked way better in in game than it did on just a, a screenshot. See, I had using a I black had a and white TV. Producer Matt, one on of the podcast was... members is trying to talk. Sorry. Yeah, mute yourself, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I had a different take because I was super upset that when you make a reverse retro, yeah, it should okay. be reverse colors and it should be retro and recognizable it but shouldn't be retroing the worst jersey in canucks history yes. they could have retroed the black color scheme that would have been cool like a sunburst green to you know something like they that. could they could have done something a lot better yeah i thought it looked okay on the ice but by no means i'm i don't like it just for the fact that it was not a reverse retro jersey and the problem is, and, and it would be interesting to see what the data is on it, but the Canucks wearing that jersey, that sunburst, excuse me, that jersey, they their, their win-loss record is atrocious. Like, they didn't win a game in that retro jersey this year. And if you go back to when they had the other sunburst jersey, they never won hockey games. I remember being a kid watching Hockey Night in Canada. It's like, wow, look, they were on the third jersey tonight. Well, they're going to lose, and they would lose 5-1 to the Kings, and I would go to bed and... <laughs> And, and the Kings and weren't even good. Uh, so here's a little point uh, coming up for the draft. We, we're going to start, we got to wrap up the podcast and we hope again, all of our listeners are doing well. Um, but, you know, we're going to have, what is today? This uh, June 23rd, the draft's coming up. I think if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, a week from, a month from today is the draft, July 23rd. Um, so, but I think it's getting, sorry, sorry, producer Matt, when is the draft coming up? I think it, I, I'm pretty sure it's July 23rd, which is would, would be a month from today. And let it, me and it, let me get you all the dates here. Yeah. Yes. Thank you for saying that. Just mute um, yourself again, please. <laughs> <laughs> this punching bag, eh? It's been too long. We got it. We got to tease them more. Um, but you know, if anything has taught us Canuck fans anything in the last six, seven years under Dr. Benning, is you get pretty good at knowing your draft. I thought about this the other day and I wanted to get your quick perspective on it, maybe as a closing, unless you got something else. What about the concept of when, like we're picking ninth, I believe, right? With what we're going into this season or this drafted, you may get a player drop to you that was rated higher. That is obviously potentially a good like thing that could happen because you're going to get a player because these kids aren't dumb. They know where they were rated going into the draft when they're sitting there with their families and blah, blah, blah. That's going to be at home on Zoom or whatever. They kind of know what they're rated. They do know, right? But when they get drafted lower than when they knew they were supposed to go, not only do you get that guy fall to you, but you also get a player that knows they were supposed to go higher. And now they have something to prove. So that value goes up exponentially, in my opinion. What do you think he's got a chip on his shoulder? Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's true in most cases. I don't know if it's going to be as true in this one, though, because nobody knows what the heck's going on with these guys. The guys might be, yeah, I could see if somebody, something major like a third, whoever's supposed to be third overall falls tonight, they'd be like, wow, I can't believe it. They get 
yeah. max power falls to them. He might have <laughs> oh my a pretty major, major chip on his shoulder. But a lot of them, it's like, yeah. But that's, the pod, that's what happened with Pod Colson. He was yeah. rated third. He fell to 10th. Do you think he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder? These guys kind of We'll find out next year. I know Colfield sure does or doesn't because he was picked. I don't know. He's just happy to be playing hockey. The guy does play. The guy is literally the happiest NHL hockey player I've ever watched. How tall is he? He's five foot three. But he shoots the puck 100 miles an hour, so it doesn't matter. lifts in his bowers. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and producer Matt pointed this out. There's going to be a lot of talk about uh, not only the draft draft, but we got the expansion draft coming. uh, So I got all the dates. Yes. July 21st is the expansion draft, a Wednesday. Yep. July 23rd and 24th is the entry draft. Awesome. And uh, free agency begins on July 28th. So that is going to be a week. It's going to be fun. Such Um, times. We're going to break it all down for you. Um, Again, uh, we should probably wrap it up. We don't want to get fined by the... uh, the CRTC or anything like that, but we hope our, our truckers in the interior on their long haul to merit tonight are doing well. Um, guys, I hope you guys are doing well again. Uh, it will, we'll try and keep pumping these podcasts out, uh, weekly. If not, if you don't get it next in next week, we'll get it out the week after guaranteed. And we'll do our best for you guys. Um, anything else, my friends, get me out of here. <laughs> he's got an attic to go up he's got to go deliver some tang dog chicken in an attic that's right hey guys uh good to see good to see you all hope everyone's doing well this is the bbnc canucks podcast signing off boop, boop, boop. you stay classy mm-hmm.